0: Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com
1: Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified
0: Coach, Christopher McCollum. Welcome back to The Coaching Show. As you can probably tell by the sound of my voice, it is not the listening, and magical voice of Christopher McAuliffe. He is not here today. I am Alex Terranova, usually the co-host, but today I am stepping in to fill his ginormous, magnificent MCC shoes that maybe one day I will fit into. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. You guys might remember, all, all of our listeners, wonderful listeners might remember... Clarice Conley, who used to co-host, who I stepped in for, I don't know, months, months and months and months ago. Clarice is here with us today. Hi, Clarice. Hello. Clarice. So happy to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you. Clarice is an amazing coach in her own right. She works with women. You work with a lot of women in overcoming uh, trauma and A lot of stuff. I want you to talk about it because I think you can really say it better than I can, but uh, issues and stigmas related to sex and trauma yeah. and STDs. Will you, will you give a little bit for, for our listeners?
2: Yeah. Thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to expand on that. I support individuals that are experiencing the stigma that comes with a positive STI result and really supporting them to redefine their worth. Oftentimes when you get a diagnosis, you suddenly become it. And coaching people through how do they want to live their life moving forward um, and what that looks like for them. And sometimes it feels super, super heavy and devastating and life ending and altering. So thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to expand on that.
0: Yeah. And it, it, I think it fits in with the conversation we're going to have today, which has a lot to do with going beyond barriers. So the work mm-hmm. you're doing with people, you know, I can't imagine what it would be like to uh, get any kind, it doesn't have to be a sexual related right. diagnosis, but any diagnosis that mm-hmm. Would feel like a massive shift in your life, and obviously, there's there's trauma counselors, there's therapists, there's lots of people that do work around this. You're one of the few coaches that I know and that I've interacted with that are doing it from a coaching perspective. Yeah, you're also speaking about it. Are you? Is, are there any speaking engagements or anything coming up that you're excited I to talk about? Do
2: I'm on? Um, unfortunately, a part of the uh, STI world is so. Um, hidden and underground because everyone's um, really suffering from the shame and I have a couple panel interviews that are not public (laughs) so it is inside of the community in like private locations to support everyone in their anonymity but I'm also going to be speaking publicly more in more public places.
0: If people want to find out more about these kinds of events or about you where should they go look?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You can um, send me an email if you want to keep it private, Clarice, C-L-A-R-I-C-E-C-O at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, Clarice Connolly, and I'd be happy to connect and talk more.
0: Awesome. Thanks. I want to uh, – Christopher always does this, and he's so much more on it than I am because he's again, the master. He's the MCC whose shoes I'm trying to fill. But Christopher always directs us to talk about conferences and things that are coming up. What I just want to point people to is – because I didn't even realize this – is that if you go to the ICF, International Coach Federation's website, there is a whole plethora of events. It's not just to be limited by the big ones that we know that are coming up. But there are events in all different states, in all different cities, things from coach training to leadership training to what is it? There's like human potential coaching. There's just so many uh, places to go get your skills enhanced and improved. So I just wanted to point people to the International Coach Federation, their website, which is uh, coachfederation.org. You can also just Google ICF. And if you go to the events page, there's just so much information there. So I just want to lead people to there. Uh, let's jump into this episode because I think we have some really cool things. We have some cool nicknames that you guys are about to Oh, my gosh. I'm meet. so excited. The Darwin <laughs> of the digital age and the Mungyver for the marginalized. So our guest today started a company called Beyond Barriers. There's also a book called Beyond Barriers and a newly formed Beyond Barriers podcast. Beyond Barriers is a professional organization that helps women in leadership and success and is supporting especially uh, millennial women to move, I want to say fast and powerfully into the future that they're looking to create, whether in their business or their life. And they're going to explain a little bit more about this, because I know I'm missing a ton of it, but I'm, I'm, I love that they have nicknames. So our Darwin of the digital age is Nikki Barua. Welcome, Nikki. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, best nickname ever. Ever.
2: (laughs) Probably ever.
0: Unless you're outdone by your partner's nickname, which is the MacGyver of the marginalized, Monica Marquez. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me as well.
0: Okay, first we have to address the nicknames. Where did these come from? (laughs)
1: <laughs> they're incredible and
0: how
2: do yeah I do
3: well uh, the little backstory is that uh, I was actually preparing for um, a media conference and with with a whole bunch of influencers and the challenge was how do you stand out with the uh, mm. you know in the midst of so many influential people uh, especially if your topic is kind of different and that's where the nickname kind of emerged from that is Um, trying to explain to an audience uh, what you do when that is not the core focus and yet being memorable and very quickly expressing what you stand for. So the whole idea of Darwin of the digital age is that, you know, uh, just like Charles Darwin talked about survival of the fittest and how the species that adapt are the ones that survive while we're living in a time where things are changing so fast that I believe it's not just survival of the fittest, it's survival of the fastest. And in order to do that, you have to have um, the skills and the knowledge and the access that you need in order to rise up and adapt fast. And that's what I've spent my entire career doing. I've helped people and organizations adapt to disruptive change and provide them with cutting-edge strategies and the skills that they need to get ahead and hence the Darwin of the digital age. Nice. Mm, Beautifully said.
0: What did I miss or leave out that we need people to know about Beyond Barriers?
3: Ah, um, Well, first off, um, Beyond Barriers is a global leadership development platform. Our focus and our mission is really about closing the gender gap. Uh, If you look at the most recent uh, report from the World Economic Forum, the projection is that it's gonna take about 257 years to close the gender gap. And I don't know about you guys, but we just don't have that kind of patience. (laughs) I have to not live that long. Yeah, so you know it should not take that long and it's actually getting worse. I mean, the report from a year before that said it was 202 years. So we're actually going backwards. And when you dig into the details of that, why is that gap so huge and why is it getting worse? It really comes down to the disruption that's changing the nature of work. You know, there's uh, more technology. Uh, I mean, technology is essentially disrupting every industry. Mm -hmm. So it's changing the kind of skills you need. You need to be more uh, digitally fluent. You need to stand out more. And you need to have uh, different sets of competencies and confidence to succeed in your career. So that's really the challenge that Beyond Barriers is solving for uh, women, especially the ones that are early in their career that are just starting out or hungry to get ahead, uh, what we are providing them with is uh, not only the skills training, uh, but also the, the right cutting-edge strategies that are designed for the digital age that helps them propel really fast in the career. Our um, theory is that if women can rise up faster in their career, there will be more women at the top, and you'll be able to close the gender gap much more effectively. So our services are really geared towards uh, you know large corporations where – even the best companies uh, have a horrible sort of uh, percentage, you know, a ratio in terms of um, you know, how many women they have at the top or even the ones that are making it from early stage to mid career and so forth. So what we provide are, um, is cutting-edge content on leadership development. Uh, the second is expert coaching, so access to a variety of certified coaches that provide the mm. training. And finally, community-based cohorts because we learn more when we have a community to rise up together with. And so we create cohorts of eight women in a group that are going through one-year-long programs and are upskilling themselves together, but those are valuable relationships that last them throughout their
2: life and their career. Absolutely. That's so important. You mentioned that there's traditional career strategies that are outdated. Um, what are some of the ones that you're noticing so that listeners can kind of hear like, oh, whoa, I am doing that. I should stop doing. What are the ones that stand out and what should we know about them?
3: Yeah, that that's a great question. So um, first off, uh, you know, so much of work is getting redefined. So in the next three years, um, about 40% of the work that is done all over the world is going to be fundamentally different. That's a huge percentage change in just three years' time. And so the, your, the skills that we have are getting obsolete very quickly. And so you need to develop new skills constantly. So let's take um, a certain kind of technical skill, for example. Mm -hmm. You may be the best at it today, but in the next 12 to 18 months, that technology will be obsolete. So it doesn't matter if you're the best at it. Um, So the most valuable skill is actually your learning ability. You have to become a lifelong learner in order to keep up and stay ahead. And Beyond that, so much automation is also changing the nature of work where um, artificial intelligence and robots and AI and and, um, automation will do a lot of the work. Well, guess what robots can't do (laughs) is soft skills, communication, connection, empathy, emotional intelligence. So soft skills actually become far more valuable, but they also need new kinds of development. So let's take communication as an example. Um, traditionally, if you thought about communication with your colleagues at work or on a team, you walk into a room, you collaborate with people, you talk to them in person. Today, there are more teams that are in different locations um, that are collaborating and communicating over Zoom. They might not have ever met in person. So it changes the nature of how you come across because someone is simply listening to you or seeing you only over video. Um, how do you define? Uh, how do you come across confident in that new kind of interaction? How do you express yourself? How do you handle conflict? Because none of those problems go away, but they require a whole different skill in how you solve for them. So those things are becoming not only bigger challenges as more teams get um, uh, are are uh, you know in different places, but there's different kinds of collaboration needed and so uh, the same kind of skills that were needed before are just simply getting redefined so they require different strategies to become experts
2: at them
0: I'm curious how as as the man on this podcast how we fit in and how we support the what like the work you're doing and how we support the like breaking up the way that it's been
1: So this is Monica, um, the MacGyver for the marginalized. And I will certainly take that question because in my 20 years of working in corporate as um, equity and diversity expert, um, I can confidently tell you that I could not have accomplished a lot of my job if I didn't have the allyship and the sponsorship and the help Mm -hmm. from all of the senior male leaders in the organizations. So any male who is, you know, listening to our podcast or, you know, curious about um, Beyond Barriers is your allyship is the biggest resource and tool that you can offer. And really what that means is creating the visibility for some of these young women, you know, up-and-coming women, um, being sponsors, opening doors for them. I mean, my, my moniker as you know, MacGyver for the marginalized is that throughout my career, I've pioneered industry-leading programs that help disadvantaged gain breakthrough access to opportunities. And really, how do I find those opportunities? It's really through the allyship and sponsorship of the senior leaders in corporations. And the majority of those senior leaders happen to be male. Um, as we just kind of pointed out that, you know, the representation of women is not as, as, as high as we'd like it to be. Mm -hmm. So as a male, I would say the best thing you could do is offer your allyship and, um, and being able to be the voice when you may have a female peer or colleague who is being overshadowed or undervalued of really kind of going to bat for them behind closed doors.
0: I want to follow it up. What are the biggest ways that we're as men and and this could apply to women too right we're it's not one way or the other but that we're mi- that we're like uh, missing it we're not seeing where it's happening right in front of us
1: I would say one of the easiest examples is it happens quite often in conference rooms. There may be meetings going on and people are brainstorming and kind of throwing out ideas. And you may have a young female professional, um, you know, throw out an idea and people just kind of look over and kind of nod their heads. And then the conversation keeps going. And then a few minutes later, a male partner or colleague can say the same exact thing, maybe in different terms. And they're like, oh, John, that's an excellent idea. And it's kind of, you know, the young woman is overshadowed. Mm -hmm. And so at Beyond Bears, we teach women to kind of take some of that ownership back and say, John, thank you so much for reiterating what I just said and, you know, helping, you know, you said it more eloquently, but, um, you know, thank you for agreeing with my commentary or my idea. So I think in those situations where you may not have a female as confident to take that ownership back. And if you're one of the male leaders who hears John kind of steal her thunder, um, give the thunder back to her and say, yeah. you know, Hey, John, that's a really good idea. And, you know, you know, adding on to what Monica just got finished saying, you know, giving them back some of that. So you might see some of those things happening and just kind of, it, get, it slips under the radar. Um, mm. but in, if you're just being much more conscious about it, you can help kind of give them back the, the platform.
0: So it's really, yeah, I think
1: what Monica
3: alluded to is, uh, really illustrating things that, um, stem from two basic sources. One, there is a level of systemic bias just because, you know, the disparity, the gender disparity within organizations. So there's an inherent systemic bias. But the other part of it is stemming from lack of confidence uh, mm. from uh, as women ourselves, right? Because you can't be it if you can't see it. And if, so yeah. if you don't see enough examples of yeah. Uh, powerful women in business, whether it's entrepreneurs or uh, in corporate roles, if you don't see enough examples you can relate to, and, and I specifically call out the ones you can relate to because mm-hmm. Oprah is very powerful. Not a whole lot of people will say, I, I'm just like Oprah, right? You want more relatable examples. So maybe if you are an entry-level associate, you just want to see a great example at the manager level. Right. You know, And you if you're a manager, you want someone at a director level, that's a great example for you. So when you don't see enough illustrations of that, um, you don't know how to be comfortable in your own skin and not have to emulate um, uh, in, inherently male behavior. So how do you retain your femininity and still show up as confident and assertive and all of those things? So some of that is just intrinsic to um, us as women. As far as the systemic bias, you know, some of that is also the result of, we tend to hire people just like us. We wanna work with people just like us. So it's not that it's uh, uh, ill-intentioned necessarily, uh, in fact, for the most part, all leaders um, are have all the best intentions, but as natural human instincts go, we surround ourselves with people just like us. And so when you're looking to promote someone, you're going to have uh, a better understanding of the talent and caliber and potential if you're a male manager, you're going to have a better understanding of the male associate. And so you recognize them more just because you get them more, you mm-hmm. understand them better. And what you might see as you know, the, the female associate on your team uh, may um, have the same potential and talent, but you may have a different view of what their uh, caliber really is. And so you might unintentionally undermine their growth. So it's things like that that have uh, been in industry for a very, very long time. And so um, while we can't overnight change the systemic bias, what we can do is develop ourselves to be more powerful and more confident and equip ourselves with the skills that we need to rise up. And that's essentially what we're focused on at Beyond Barriers.
0: How are we – so let's talk about how all this, ch- these changes that are – so necessary and you talked about they're going backwards almost in, in certain areas and how is technology playing a part in this and how are you guys, what are you guys doing to, I should say you ladies doing to have it go different?
3: Yeah. So um, when we think about the impact of technology in the uh, next 10 years, more wealth will be created than in the past 100 years. Wow. And and that's all because of innovation, technology-led innovation. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you go back a hundred years, uh, the biggest uh, innovation in the year 1919 was the pop-up toaster. Literally, I mean, that was the most innovative thing that they had come up with—a pop-up toaster, right? Hundred years forward, now technology is disrupting. Every single industry you can imagine, from healthcare, you know, from gadgets that Mm -hmm. predict our health or, you know, uh, cure diseases, to cars that drive us, to speakers that can hear us, right? And uh, banking is changing, marketing and retail is changing. So all of that change has essentially created a world of a new kind of haves and have-nots unlike the past where it was about who had money and who didn't now it's really about who is inventing the future and who's getting displaced by it so yeah. if you want to be in you know in the group of people that are disrupting as opposed to getting disrupted you mm. have to have the knowledge the skills and the competencies uh, you know that positions you in the right place and you have to have that fast and and that's really where the role of technology Um, centered skills and technology-oriented soft skills even and technology approach to success is absolutely vital and which is why Mm -hmm. our uh, belief and our approach at Beyond Barriers is really thinking about how do you accelerate success in the digital age because in this day and age on one hand there's a lot of disruption but frankly there's a ton of opportunity as well If you become one of the disruptors, if you are inventing the future and you're positioned to ride that tidal wave, there's a lot to be gained. And so we want to empower women um, to ride that wave. We want to give them access to the right opportunities, the right knowledge, and the right skills to be able to get ahead uh, and be well-positioned.
2: You paint such a very clear picture of what's going on. So I really want to A, applaud you for that because I just see it, right? Most businesses are trying to streamline so they can be more productive or more effective. And streamlining usually is downloading this app, using this software, implementing this tool. And while it does make the individual's job easier it's almost like at some point it becomes obsolete what is what are the keys that you're pointing to in regard to accelerating success in that kind of picture that you've painted for people in in their career
3: yeah if we look at um skills and the shelf life of skills um there was a time when you could go to school graduate you know get an advanced degree perhaps then start in the workforce. And other than occasional classes or conferences, you didn't really have to do a whole lot of upskilling or reskilling. That um, concept has completely gone away. Today, if you're not constantly upskilling and reskilling, you're absolutely getting left behind. And the worst part is you don't even know that you're getting left behind you think you're okay before you get wiped out, right? So cool. the scale and the pace of change is extremely rapid and it's happening across industries. I mean, we look at data that's global, uh, not just US-based, and it's it's really shocking at the level of change. I mean, if you consider just the um, S&P 500 and the top 500 companies, in the next 10 years, 75% of those companies that we know today will not exist right? They'll be gone in a decade. Now, how many people have jobs in those companies? So the level of displacement that will happen, now that doesn't mean that there won't be new companies, but those new companies have different needs. They have different cultures. They have different expectations of success. So the most important thing you can do from a skill perspective is to constantly focus on investing in yourself and developing Mm -hmm. yourself. You can't rely on the government to fix that for you or your employer or on your old college degree, it's completely useless. So you have to focus more on, um, you know, constantly being in a state of curiosity to ask questions about where's the world headed and what impact will that have and how do I fit in and how do I create value? You have to be humble so that you are um, going from all knowing to always learning because you can't learn something new if you are rigid and have a fixed mindset about what you knew before and that being the right way. You have to be willing to shed your previous um, knowledge base or, or belief system pretty rapidly because uh, technology is doing it for you where the way we uh, did something just doesn't apply. So you have to be willing to be humble to let go. And finally, you have to be... Um, constantly connecting and learning from other people um, because we learn in a connected way and together we're more powerful than individually. So that mindset of being a lifelong learner um, and being curious, humble, and connected, if if you follow that principle, then no matter what change and disruption comes about, you'll find a way.
2: Beautifully said.
0: I want to... Nikki, you and Monica have created a, and it seems like it applies to this, but please give me some direction if I'm wrong. The Beyond Barriers quiz that is aimed at looking at what your strengths are.
3: Mm.
0: How, yes. Will you talk about that? I know right now you you were giving it away, right? Are we giving it away, or is it at, or can you just take the quiz at imBeyondBarriers.com?
3: Yes, you can. So let me just share a little bit of background about the quiz. Um, So as we looked at global studies and, and really looked to identify what are the barriers that are holding women back from uh, rising up, you know, and and not just rising up over the course of 50 years, but how do they rise up in five years, right? Mm -hmm. Because we need to accelerate faster. So as we looked at what are those challenges that are holding women back, we came up with 25 essential elements that are key to accelerating success. And this is based on uh, academic studies. This is based on research reports. This is based on a lot of um, expert um, theory. And what we did is we essentially uh, created a framework based on those 25 essential elements and turned that into a quiz that anyone, anywhere in the world could take. Um, No matter who you are, what stage of your career, age, gender, what have you, you can just take that quiz and... What you get as a result of that quiz is you can pinpoint exactly what is the barrier or the obstacle in your path to success that's holding you back from rising up. And then you also uh, are able to identify your strengths to say, hey, these are the things that have actually helped me thus far, and so I need to double down on these areas. Um, So once you take the quiz, you also get a free career success guide that helps you along those 25 uh, dimensions of what you can do better. And this was essentially, you know, as we look at um, the most important skill being about constantly being in a state of learning, well, what makes learning more effective is knowing what to learn. <laughs> and so uh, the purpose of the quiz is really being able to pinpoint exactly what you need to learn and and overcome or maybe double down on that will help you accelerate your success.
0: Nice, okay. So what a gift and people can get that. Oh, I just want to give that. Yes. Yeah, so,
3: um, it, we would love to have your listeners, um, uh, take the quiz. If you go to, I am beyond barriers.com. Uh, if you go to the website, you'll see, uh, you know, take the quiz, uh, invitation right there. So just, hmm. uh, Go right into the quiz section and take the quiz and get your score and find out exactly what you need to do to uh, rise up even faster. Nice.
1: Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and in innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now.
0: The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching,
2: home of the World's Finest Coach Training Program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. I'm kind of curious. Um, it feels like gone are the days where you get your foot in the door and do the corporate climb and hope to retire in 30 years from the same company. What would you say, if you've noticed any trend as to like what these new millennials or women getting into the workforce, like are looking at, like, what is their trajectory of a career um, look like these days?
1: Yeah, so I would say that um, you are correct where people aren't really joining an organization and staying for you know their lifelong career. Um, typically, we're seeing um, individuals switching jobs or switching roles or switching organizations as a whole after two or three years on the job. Um, but I would say that the biggest skill set that I think all organizations are looking for their individuals is to have um, an entrepreneurial mindset um, mm. or entrepreneurial mindset in some cases of thinking of your team, the role that you're doing is also running it like a small agile business uh, because a lot of these larger organizations have, you know, they they don't ad, adapt uh, or you know really disrupt themselves as quickly especially these legacy businesses and they are being outpaced by these, these smaller startups. And so how do you get organizations to be much more agile like a startup? So it's really getting individuals who have that entrepreneurial mindset to come in and run their teams, run their projects, run, run their uh, systems the way that a small business would so that they can kind of make sure they're not being outpaced by um, the smaller organizations. So it's definitely that idea Similar to what Nikki was saying of, you know, just always having that just-in-time learning, being agile and um, moving with that fast pace of all of the disruption. I,
3: I think ultimately success comes down to each of us being responsible for our own um, path. And, mm-hmm. and. Um, the traditional approach of um, graduate from college, start in a new company and then retire in 40 years with a gold watch are so long gone. So, you know, there's no, there's no uh, such thing as job security. So if you think starting your own business is risky, well, there's no job security either. So, and, and, you know, same thing with startups. I mean, startups launch, every day and fail every day. So there is no guaranteed success. So you really have to focus on defining your own North Star to say, who do you want to be in this world? What do you want to be known for? And based on that, really look at every company, every job you have, or for that matter, every business you start as simply a stepping stone towards that North Star. Look at it Mm -hmm. as different experiences and opportunities for you to gain skills and build relationships that mm-hmm. get you closer to who you ultimately want to be as opposed to looking at it as different sources of a paycheck or right. security
2: yeah i i love what you said because it it really um i had an, an individual that's really just tapped out of her Um, entrepreneurial pursuit and has sort of this like judgment and shame around going back into the work field. But the way that you worded it was kind of this opportunity of like, wow, that's actually a huge asset that she's given it her all for five years and now has that entrepreneurial mindset to bring as a value inside of a company. Um, I think that that really leaves for this like promising like, oh, okay, great. That's awesome. (laughs) So thanks for kind of shining light in that way, because I think that that could be something some other people haven't heard before. Yeah. One of the things you said at the beginning, Clarice, was talking about stigma,
3: right? And um, traditionally in the workplace, the biggest stigma is failure. Mm -hmm. And um, it's what we want to avoid at all costs. We don't want to fail um, at work or in our job or get fired or for that matter, start a business that has failed. That has shifted a lot because now your failure, if you haven't failed, you haven't taken enough risks and you haven't innovated enough. So I think a big part of what we have to give ourselves permission to do is to own our failures and actually claim it as a badge of honor because it shows Mm -hmm. that you're a risk taker, shows that you're trying bigger, better things. And that actually makes you more valuable and more
2: attractive. I love that. And you two both collectively have such great personalities and you can fill a room with our conversation we had before we got started. You're taking a risk and you actually started a podcast. So I would love to kind of like step outside of this box and step into the fun that you're experiencing with this podcast and this next risk that you're unloading and jumping into. Um, How has that experience been for the two of you? Well, it's definitely been um, fun, as you said. I, I, for me,
1: and this is Monica. I back in the day, and I'm dating myself, but back in grad school, I think one of my fondest memories was that I was a morning show radio host um, for two, three years, and um, it's kind of brought back some of those, you know, uh, feelings, those nostalgic feelings of being able to interview people, and what you know, the goal of the Beyond Barriers podcast is really to be a platform of, you know, to transfer knowledge, to transfer knowledge to our listeners from, you know, executive, corporate executives and C-suite executives who have um, had extremely successful careers Um, And really kind of having them share their stories of trial and error so that maybe our listeners can learn from that and accelerate faster and maybe not repeat some of the same mistakes that we did. Uh, But really having these various different perspectives of what does success mean um, in different industries Mm -hmm. and different organizations and really understanding the cultures sometimes of different organizations and industries that um, these these women and these experts that we interview have experienced and defining that what is success here yes. and knowing what to emulate and what it is that you need to do. So the podcast has been uh, really um, one of these, uh, I guess it's one of our, our sweet kind of sweet spots of we really love uh, mm-hmm. gathering all of that information and then transferring that knowledge and sharing it with all of our listeners.
0: There's so much, like, you're both up to so many things. I'm I'm perusing your website. I'm looking at, which is a beautiful website, by the way, people should go there to check it out, but there's, there's, you have workshops, you're speaking, there's a podcast. What's enabled you both to, I think it was Nikki, right? Nikki, you've been an entrepreneur for a while and Monica, you've just stepped into this space. I'm curious about the partnership that's allowing you both to create and uh, facilitate so much at one time together, especially.
3: Um, Well, uh, first off, I think... you know, m- uh, making a promise not to kill each other every day is a very good starting point.
0: <laughs> is, is that, wait, wait, wait we got to stop there. Is, is that something that happens every morning? There's like
3: a, hand, <laughs> uh, a hug, a handshake,
0: a cup of coffee and a, a sign like we will not murder each other. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, we, uh, since, uh, since we've been married, uh, a del- daily commitment is, uh, divorce, never murder every day. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh my so, <laughs> so that's usually a good starting point is uh no, but jokes apart, I think um we do uh we had a very, very different careers and different paths um that have converged beautifully together. For me, uh this is Nikki, um, my career um you know as an immigrant from India coming to this country 20 years ago and Rising up in corporate uh, in my corporate career, and then quitting my job at the height of it, launching my business and launching another business, and like this is now my sixth company. And um, you know, I I am a born entrepreneur. I've I absolutely love um, building. Uh, from the ground up, building great teams, uh, creating impact at scale. That's um, a huge risk taker and innovator. So that's very much my path. Uh, Monica, on the other hand, had this very distinguished and pedigreed corporate career. I mean, she her resume le- reads like, The who's who, right? I mean, it's um, NYU and uh, Goldman Sachs and Google and Bank of America and all these big name companies and very big positions. So she had a very different vantage point of seeing the challenges that women face, not only at the start of the career, but even seeing the progression of the different challenges at different stages of their career. And she had been a pioneer who um, came up with some of the most game changing solutions to um, empower women. So when we met, and um, you know, aside from you know falling in love and the, uh, you know getting married, uh, we also uh, discovered that we had a very uh, similar vision of the future, and our mission was the same. We had the same north star: was to um, essentially help women that had been in our shoes twenty years ago to not go through as much trial and error, to not go through as much pain, and to give them the access to the resources and relationships that help them be the best versions of themselves. And so we were deeply passionate about that, And but we were both doing different things at the time that we came up with that. Interestingly, we actually defined that on our honeymoon. I know that sounds really geeky, but we were <laughs> in Fiji writing out our vision of the rest of our lives and what we would create together. And we wrote up this vision about creating a platform. We didn't know if it would be a business or... or media, whatever, it didn't matter what form it took, but the North Star was very clear that we wanted to dedicate the rest of our lives to creating massive impact around the world um, to help empower women to rise up. And especially in the context of the digital age that is posing new and undefined challenges unlike before. And so what started at that point, she went on to quit her jobs. I went on to move on from my uh, previous business and together we launched this. And, uh, you know, um, every day it's really playing to our strengths and our individual passions, uh, but being guided by that North Star of why we're even doing this um, and what matters ultimately. And, but most of all, in accomplishing anything uh, at scale. And and when you're trying to impact a lot of lives and also do a lot of different things, it's only possible with a great team. And Mm -hmm. we're very fortunate to have an extraordinary team of people that are excellent at what they do. And uh, our job is really to show them the North Star and bring them in to be part of the mission.
0: So you just gave us like an insight, first uh, a fun insight into being a couple, being partners professionally. Like
2: if I couldn't love you anymore, I love you
0: both. personally, (laughs) Personally and professionally, as as you go forward together and you expand and grow this company and support, you know, millennial women to really break through some of these barriers, what do you both see as the biggest challenges that you're gonna come up against?
3: Well, our goal is uh, to impact women all over the world. And so when you think of scale at that level, uh, the biggest challenge for us as uh, co-founders and leaders of this organization is growing ourselves. You can't grow any organization or anything beyond your own abilities. So you can either be the lid that caps its growth or you can, you know, be the facilitator that allows it to move forward. And so um, that growth will never be the best at every single thing, will never be the, the smartest, the best talent within our own uh, organization. But what we can be is uh, to um, bring together the right group of people into um what becomes a movement so that the movement can reach places. And so that requires a level of constant learning for us to know Mm -hmm. what we need to stay focused on and what we need to let go. Um, As Mm -hmm. things grow and they get more complex, we have to be willing to let go of things we might have wanted to own in the past to hand it off to someone who's better than us. Mm -hmm. It requires a level of humility to admit what you don't know and uh, what you may not be the best at. Mm -hmm. And it requires a um, deep sense of caring and love for your team or just people that are contributing to this um, and not think of it as ownership and think of it more as an ecosystem. You know, there are so many other organizations and other leaders that are doing similar things to us. It's not about competing with them. It's about how do we create a, Uh, an ecosystem in which we all solve that same problem and do it even better and faster together so for us the challenge simply comes down to you know our north star is clear Uh, we know what we're good at today how do we keep getting better at it and how do we have the humility to let go of what's not for us anymore
2: yes what we like to say is you have to live it to lead it you are definitely doing that that's for sure Wow, thanks for being role models in the work that you're doing and standing for so many who don't see that every day. Are there any
0: like practical tools or uh, places you guys go, books, resources, coaches that you use to support your growth?
3: Um, Everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: good.
3: Uh, We're both uh, obsessive learners. Um, So Mm -hmm. I I think we consume so much content all the time. I mean, you know, uh, for me, um, you know, Monica's really into podcasts and, and listening to all kinds of shows. I read a lot. Um, mm. and so, um, I think there's no dearth of resources, mm-hmm. but to put it uh, more simply in terms of directional guidance, what I would recommend is, um, figuring out, being able to predict the future is a very powerful thing, because the thing that causes people to um, to go sideways, right, where everything's going great, and suddenly some life hits you and you're knocked out, it's mm-hmm. because you didn't see what was coming at you. You know, mm-hmm. some things you can't predict, obviously, but there are times when you know you got laid off, or the company or the industry you focused on um, is not as uh, great as it used to be, or the Salaries are shrinking and so on and so forth. If you could simply predict what might happen, you can prepare yourself better. So that predictive ability is really, really powerful. And one way that we do that is um, being able to um, follow the money and follow the market makers. And what I mean by that is if you follow the money, that means follow where the investment capital is going, follow the venture capital. Um, so look at where people are uh, investing. So if there's a lot of investment going into, let's say self-driving cars, you know that um, you know uh, pretty much that self-driving cars will become the norm. So if you're working in, some kind of uh, auto repair industry that will not be as needed. Or if you're in the car insurance industry, you have to expect that things will change. The other thing is follow the market makers, the innovators, the pioneers that are inventing new things that teaches you a lot. So while, you know, um, your question was what sources do we tap into? There's a lot of different sources, but ultimately it's learning with a goal in mind. And the goal in mind is following the money and following the market maker. So we can ultimately predict the future.
2: I love that. I have a bit of a personal question. I want to tie into this and I don't actually know if it fits, but I'm going to go out on the branch. (laughs) Um, I love what you're creating, right? Like, the gone are the days that we sit in our own silo and do everything alone and separate, especially as women. I think that's like a subconscious automatic. So thanks for also creating the community. Um, I graduated from accomplishment coaching. So there's always that community and that resource. And I always find myself creating more communities as I evolve in, in the directions and the topics that I'm focusing in. Um, and you know, the lifelong learner, what about mentors, I had a, like, three months ago, like, I need a mentor mentor obsession. And I didn't know, like, are people still doing mentors? Do people still say yes to mentorship? How do you go about finding a mentor? Do you find that they're still useful and valuable as a resource? Like, what are your um, sort of opinions or experiences in that regard?
1: Yes, I I think mentorship is absolutely key into accelerating your success because mentors are individuals that you know you tap into to understand you know have they had the same challenges how did they resolve those challenges so that you're not dealing with a lot of the trial and error but i think <clears throat> the one important thing that <clears throat> you have to distinguish is there are mentors and there are sponsors and so if you are within an organization and trying to level up, um, there is a distinct difference between the two where you're going to have sponsors who may be more senior leaders who have a little bit more, um, clout and who can actually open doors to opportunities. And those are individuals that you want to make sure you are sharing your accomplishments with and that you are positioning yourself and giving them enough information about who you are, what you do and what your strengths are so that behind closed doors, they can go to bat for you mentors or other people that you would confide in and you have Mm -hmm. the trust in being able to, for lack of a better term, air your dirty laundry of like, (laughs) this is the mistake I made. These are the things Mm -hmm. that I'm doing that um, ultimately, you know, I need help and can you help me navigate my way out? Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly mentors are going to be key in trying to help you with the trial and error and mm-hmm. lifting you up and giving you um, some guidance, kind of the GPS guidance. Um, and certainly sponsors are the individuals that you want to make sure who know who you are and who are familiar enough with your work that are going to go for, to bat for you. But, m- you know, a network of mentors and sponsors are key and, you know, we all know that that is an unlimited resource for you to tap into mm-hmm. and always kind of bringing in new mentors to get that, those new perspectives and those new frames of reference. Mm. Thank N- you. Nikki
0: and Monica, I want to give you each a moment to share as we, as we get to the end of this podcast, uh, to share anything you want, anything that you think our listeners would find valuable, anything that you maybe haven't talked about, have been waiting to talk about, but just give you a moment each, you can together separate whatever you like to, to just share any, any parting thoughts.
3: Well, one of the most common challenges that um, a lot of people face, but women in particular, is uh, feeling like imposters. You know, there's so much that has been written about imposter syndrome of not feeling like you belong, not feeling like you deserve the success you've had, or worrying about someone finding out that you're not as good as, you know, they think you are. Um, That kind of um, uh, challenge um, actually prevents real success, because while it's imaginary, it does prevent real success. And one of our favorite quotes is, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. And that self-doubt of thinking you're not good enough or you're not ready yet to start that dream business or to um, ask for that raise or that promotion, um, it's just time for us to stop doing that. It's time for us to stop with the self-doubt. Instead, what we need to start doing is to invest in ourselves, to believe in ourselves, to keep learning, to keep growing and to start doing Um, Doing is what ultimately grows your confidence. And so when you just stop making the problem bigger than it is, take that one tiny baby step in the right direction. Even if you fail or fall, as long as you keep moving forward, you'll figure it out. And so our um, hope is for the listeners of the show that, um, that you make that choice every single day to not let doubt get in the way of your dreams and that you uh, invest in your own growth um, and that you take action right away. And Mm. we would love to invite everyone to take the quiz so you get the uh, clarity that you need to know exactly what to focus on learning. And so we'd love for everyone to go to imbeyondbarriers.com and take the quiz and get started on your journey.
0: Beautiful, great. I didn't. You guys have had so much value and wisdom. I I feel like we could talk all day, and you could continue to educate me. Uh, and Clarice, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the time. Uh, thanks for creating something that can make a difference in the world and make a difference in people's actual lives. And mm-hmm. and having the passion and, and like living living the work, doing the work yourself, and not just you know, uh, being out there speaking about it and not living it. The website uh, to find more about Beyond Barriers is IamBeyondBarriers.com. Nikki Barua and Monica Marquez, thank you so much for being here. You guys are on, uh, do you guys use Twitter, Instagram, or, or other places like that great to find you?
2: Yes,
3: we are on all of the platforms from uh, LinkedIn is obviously the best way to find us uh, professionally, but we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, and Instagram as well. So you can find us individually, you can find Beyond Barriers, uh, the company as well, and we would love to connect with uh, people
2: and, and help them get started on their journey. Their LinkedIn is going to be the linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash beyond barriers. C O you can find them on Facebook. I am beyond barriers, beyond barriers on Twitter. I am beyond barriers on Instagram. You are all there.
0: And we'll put it all in (laughs) the show notes, the Darwin of the digital age and the MacGyver of the marginalized. Thank you so much for being here. Clarice, thank you for being my partner in this episode we can find you can find more about Clarice at youraccountability.coach and that's another episode of the coaching show
1: that's it for today's episode thanks for listening to the coaching show we'll talk to you next week